0: Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is a Prince for You. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we have a very special guest, uh, Dr. Stephanie uh, SG, Dr. Steph, Stephanie Derblerb. You guys might know her in different capacities, and (laughs) she happens to be my boss, my wife, uh, my queen. Uh, Welcome to the show, Dr. Steph. Thank Uh, you. Welcome. Uh, Today's podcast is on what to expect after expecting combating pelvic floor pain and incontinence. Now, this is a, uh, a very sensitive topic for a lot of people.
1: Very embarrassing for a lot of women. A lot of women are afraid to even admit that they have
0: a problem. Yes, that is 100% true. So now, uh, what I want to do is I want to, uh, help people out there understand what that means. Uh, maybe they're going through it or maybe they're pregnant now and they want to know what to expect afterwards. Mm -hmm. So people who might be, uh, having this people who have it, Mm -hmm. uh, and some people don't know that they're, our communities out there and that there are solutions for these people. Yes. Yes.
1: I think the biggest thing to know is I think for so long, it's Mm -hmm. been just accepted. Um, you know, maybe your mother or your grandmother have, have talked about giving birth and they've just, you know, always (laughs) pee a little when they cough or, um, you know, they just kind of accepted this idea that there might be a little bit of urine leakage, Mm -hmm. you know, on, on occasion. And I feel like the old generation is just like, yeah, I've had a baby. That's just kind of what, happens Mm -hmm. and that is not normal and that can Mm -hmm. absolutely be combated and you can absolutely do things to help that if not completely fix it
0: um so can you uh simplify this for me um why does this exist why does pelvic floor pain and incontinence exist um after delivering i mean you don't have to go into like the anatomy or anything else but like in general why is that the case
1: it does help to, to understand the anatomy a little bit. Imagine your, your body cavity is a, is a can, right? You have your diaphragm on the top, you have your pelvic floor on the bottom and your core muscles are the sides of the can. And if any one of those sides are weakened because of the weight of a, of a baby in the yeah. belly, you, know, you don't have to necessarily have had a vaginal birth to experience pelvic floor issues, sometimes mm-hmm. cutting through the abdominal wall, having that cesarean um, surgery, and then that wall of the can is compromised. Mm-hmm. Your pelvic floor gets stressed extra because the can is not completely solid.
0: Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And and for those of you who are watching on our YouTube channel, uh, you'll see kind of she was giving me some
1: <laughs> Sorry, so, I talk with my hands a lot. So
0: some hand gestures. But and, and for those listening on the podcast. Um, ultimately, uh, yeah. Imagine like a, a a Coke bottle and the the top of it, you have a top and a bottom, and then it's circular around. Mm-hmm. And but basically, you're increasing the pressure on the bottom of the can, and so you have expansion and pushing on that pelvic floor. And the pelvic floor is muscle. It is. It's, it's a muscle. muscle. So so imagine you know somebody pushing on your like bicep muscle, like and expanding it to a certain point, it stretches. And that muscle stays in a certain length. And so it's hard for it Mm -hmm. to come back to that length Mm -hmm. after, I mean, nine months of uh, (laughs) challenges, trauma, you know, so a hundred percent it is that it is a muscular challenge. A lot of times Mm -hmm. Um, pelvic floor pain can be, there's a lot of reasons for pelvic floor pain. I mean,
1: yeah. And a lot of people think that the only thing that can happen to your pelvic floor is it gets stretched out or it becomes too loose or doesn't get activated. Yeah. And I think there's wow. a really big population out there that also are dealing with that pelvic floor spasming after trauma, mm-hmm. you know, after labor and the muscles actually being too tight. And so people, mm-hmm. I know women who've been doing kegels, you know, the, right. the kegel exercises, right. um, to try to strengthen that area. And they're actually making their specific problem worse because they mm. had, two tense muscles in the pelvic floor. And that's been the cause of their problem. Right. So it doesn't always have to be that the problem is the muscles are too loose or not activating.
0: Yeah. So, and, and I, uh, you'll see this if you ever on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube and you look up pelvic floor pain or incontinence, what you'll realize is more people, and it's a really bad way to, to put this, but most, most people are selling, uh, mm-hmm. that it's weakness and you have to strengthen. Um, I'll tell an interesting story that I used to work, uh, as a student, mm-hmm. my third, in, uh, one of my small rotations was through, um, a hospital that would see uh women who were raped and they would see them in the emergency room and we as a community this was in st louis uh they had a program where they could see uh, physical therapists who were pelvic floor if they needed that resource and what people don't realize is that's i know we we don't we we understand it's trauma mm-hmm. but it's trauma
1: it's, it's physical and mental. Trauma. It's
0: yes, and and a lot of times there could be pelvic pain because of that, um, and there's different types of pelvic floor pain and incontinence re- reasons. And so I know today we're talking about pregnancy and everything else, but uh, there's different levels sure. of of pelvic floor pain. And so today we're talking about after expecting, and so um, we we acknowledge that for the majority of cases, it's an expansion of muscle, mm-hmm. maybe some weakness, yes. uh, and maybe uh, not they're letting, not letting go, letting go too much. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, that that's very normal. Is that correct?
1: Very, it's very normal, but, but very fixable.
0: Ooh, there we go. I, I think that's, uh, important for listeners out there to understand is that, uh, it is very helpable, right? Maybe you might not get a hundred percent, uh, complete resolution. Uh, but, uh, for anybody who has experienced this, uh, Twenty percent improvement is better than no percent improvement, and or maybe you like to enjoy running, and it only comes on when you're completely fatigued, or mm-hmm. after running five miles is that's when it's happened. If we can extend that to like seven, eight, I mean that yeah. improves everybody. Or you enjoy uh, jump roping, you enjoy <laughs> uh, any form of activity requires pressure mm-hmm. to the bottom of that soda can or that pelvic floor you're going to stress it. And that's what most people find it, right? So maybe mm-hmm. you're a runner and the impact yes. going up and down, does it jump open? Does it jumping? Does it, or bearing down, sneezing, coughing, mm-hmm. it pushes on the bottom of the floor. So anytime you have that, that's when you're going to get it. And it is helpable. Yes, it is. Yes. So
1: like but- any, like any muscle, you need to train those muscles to turn on mm-hmm. and you have to understand it's not like, Oh, I I've gotten them to turn on. They're perfectly good to go. Sure. Now it's like any other muscle in the body it takes time to develop not only the strength, but also the endurance, Mm -hmm. right? So your quads might be strong enough to run a mile, but maybe not five. Mm -hmm. You have to also understand that the pelvic floor might be able to stabilize. Awesome for 10 minutes, but maybe Mm -hmm. 15 minutes is, you know, the point where you need to work on it. So don't feel like it's an all or nothing fix Mm -hmm. it's there's definitely an endurance component to it. So you might be able to do, <laughs> speaking from personal experience mm-hmm. you might be able to do 15 double unders at a time and so you need to stop take a break breathe reset and go again mm-hmm. because from from speaking from personal experience i've noticed that after i've had 3 children mm-hmm. now and i've noticed that for me um it took a while to build that strength back up in my pelvic floor right. and i couldn't do 100 double unders like i could pre-pregnancy, mm-hmm. but it's not like I couldn't do them at all. I just had to know where my limit was. And I've been working on getting that time up, if that makes sense.
0: For those listeners who don't know what a double under is, it's um and, <laughs> it's and I'm not I'm it's not, not I'm not rope. trying to be condescending. I'm I'm literally there are some people who are not familiar with the terminology. Sorry. Yeah. And uh it, it just means you jump rope. Uh, two times in one jump, right? So it's a double. So you jump higher. You jump higher and you get two spins across one jump Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of people know that. I just want to clarify. Mm -hmm. Um, The other piece I wanted to ask as well and discuss is that how do you minimize how much, uh, how weak or how much stress you apply immediately after delivering? And Mm -hmm. does that improve your outcomes or lessen your risk and the reason why we've had clients and we've had friends who've done this they go in too soon and now i am an advocate for exercising i I mean if if you're delivering and you want to go exercise the next day that maybe that might not be the the best move but i understand that a lot of people love fitness and that's a part of their life and they want to be able to get back to that now there's a lot of layers on this you know after delivering there's different priorities you need nutrition you need rest you need recovery and when you exercise think of exercise as stress we think of it as a positive thing but exercise is stress to our body it has no idea of the positive benefits the positive benefits become when we become more resilient we build strength so i think when you have trauma in the pelvic floor mm-hmm. and then you add stress on top of that right after delivering you're almost contributing to the problem.
1: Yes, correct. You're, so, it's, it's overstressing it even more. And it doesn't really have a chance to recover.
0: So if you would say after delivery, what would your recommendations be now? And, and we find there's runners, there's hikers there's swimmers, there's bikers, there's orange theory, there's F45, there's CrossFit. There's so many (laughs) variations to exercise. Can we just give a generic guideline? I know that sounds really tough. This is Stephanie's like worst nightmare. (laughs) She's, (laughs) she wants to go specific. And so can we go like general, like what, what is
1: it? All right. So. My biggest advice for women who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant—you know—know that this is going to be something in the future that they mm-hmm. will, they want. You want to approach so that you have the best outcome, right, for yourself, for your child, for for every every aspect of your life. What I would suggest is, I have a handful of exercises that I give people who ask me, mm-hmm. um, but there are there are exercises that you can do that are really simple. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go out and run. You can do things like bridges, um, core activation exercises Mm -hmm. that are really, really basic hip stretches. There's a handful of exercises that I really, really recommend doing, honestly, the day after you give birth, because they're so easy, but you have to master that and core contraction, breathing during core contraction. The breath is so important. That's a whole nother, we'll get to that too. But there are so many things that you have to master first before you can go back to your chosen activity of choice.
0: And, and an easy way to see that anybody who's ever had surgery or known anybody who's had surgery in the past, you know, that after surgery, you can't expect to get back to what you were doing the next day. Not possible. <laughs> so for most people after surgery, not, now, we're not just talking about pregnancy or delivery after any surgery, it takes at least four to six weeks to allow scars to heal, mm-hmm. allow your body to, you know, develop the appropriate inflammation decrease. Mm-hmm. And for you to just get your general sense of like walking and general movement and get your motor patterns again. And that's yeah. the same with delivery. Like what, I, I, in, in my world.
1: You have to let the healed part you do. scar down yeah. and heal first yes. before you add significant stress to it. So that's why I suggest really, really simple movement. Nothing that stresses the area, whether it's a C-section or a vaginal birth, it doesn't matter. You have to let mm-hmm. everything heal and come back to its normal size. Yeah.
0: So I, I wouldn't say that don't exercise your definition is the the, the challenge <laughs> here, right? So if you're, your form of exercise is run a marathon, you're definitely weeks to months away from mm-hmm. doing that or even starting that now, because of the impact and the pressure, the pressure to the pelvic floor, the bottom of the can. Now, if you enjoy um, yoga, that might have, some, because of the breathing and intra-abdominal mm-hmm. pressure, that might be a challenge as well. If you like swimming, these are all different questions that you're going to have to get specific answers with a healthcare professional to mm-hmm. help you. But in general, we recommend that people don't go full return until at least four to six weeks. And you should, your OBGYN and, and everybody else behind it, like that's your real team. Uh, they're <laughs> going to give the guidelines. And we as a fitness and medical industry, we're just here to support those guidelines. We don't override anything because we weren't in that event. Mm-hmm. We weren't in the delivery. We don't know what happened. We There's so many layers. And so for us, these are guidelines mm-hmm. to right. help with anybody. So think of four to six weeks of doing some of these exercises that you mm. talked about. core and, activation. And, and it's
1: mostly, honestly, it's mostly, mostly controlling your breath mm. as you're doing simple things like posterior pelvic tilts while you're mm. laying on a bed. Sure. Very, very easy things, but it goes back to that can that I was talking about. The right. diaphragm is the top of the can. Right. And if that lid of the can is spasming or you have to hold your breath to w- make everything else work, right. Right. It, it's not functioning at its best. So you have to, uh, conquer the diaphragm breathing. You have to conquer yep. your breath first and be able to control your breath while you're doing exercises mm-hmm. before you can move on to the next harder step.
0: hundred percent. So, um, understand that you're not completely resting. I, I don't think absolute rest mm-hmm. is needed. I think moving and doing normal stuff, but also then instead of allowing that, uh, weakened area to just rest, I think you can do some basic things like you're talking about to help. Uh, you're helping it get ready Mm -hmm. for the stage and and you're prepping. That's a great word. If I, and that's where you have to see it. You're not actually physically stressing it. You're prepping it so that way it's ready. When you hit the ground running with exercise, it's ready to take on that demand. Mm -hmm. And what people don't understand is that pressure, that new muscle or that muscle that was stretched is now weakened and lengthened. Mm -hmm. And now they have to kind of build that back up. Mm -hmm. And then you can exercise. Most people skip. The foundational step. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: They, they do just, nothing
1: for six weeks. They get the clearance from their OBGYN and, and then, then they like, go run. And you're like, what? Worst, no, you
0: missed worst, the
1: foundation. Worst
0: thing you can do for yourself. And, and there's, we're going to, I know we're going to get some comments. I know we're going to get some feedback. Well, I did this and I, 100%. But what we're talking about is the general population out there, there's a lot of outliers and there's a lot of incredible humans. Good for you. If you exercise the week after and you had no problems, but we're talking about the majority of people in the middle of the bell curve who have the challenges. And that's you, the listeners. That's you guys. And we're really trying to help you. Ultimately, if you've had this in the past, now you can identify where the challenge was. You can, there's still solutions. We'll talk about that next. But ultimately, if you're pregnant or you know you're going to get pregnant in the future, one of the best things you can do is prep the pelvic floor afterwards, Mm -hmm. get some basic strengthening, and then get ready to be able to exercise in that four to six week mark, listening to your OBGYN. So that way, when you do, you have a less of a, a risk of this happening to you. Now, we can't control pelvic pain that happened during the event, Now that's a different style of, of treatment that we do as physical therapists Mm -hmm. um, that does exist. And that's case by case, but we want to really talk about the pelvic floor and and really what happens afterwards. Now, can we talk about uh, somebody who's had, okay, they had pregnancy, they had delivery two years ago, five years ago, whatever, and they still continue to have challenges. Now that's a different subset of people. So let's help those people. Um, What are potential solutions? How do you like, now it's, not too late you've gone past that point it's definitely not too late you you didn't know the information Mm -hmm. you exercise and now you continue to have um challenges what what's the solution so
1: like any muscle if you stop using it or you don't know how to reactivate it and then you add time on top of that it's going to get very weak and almost really really difficult to turn back on yeah that would be any muscle the pelvic floor is not an exception not an exception and right. it's even harder because sometimes it's really hard to tell if you're even activating the right muscles right so um having little tricks like there's little things um little cues like you can take a towel yeah that's right <laughs> you take a towel and roll yep. it up yep. and you can sit on it like you're sitting on a bicycle seat and as you do a kegel you should be able to feel your pelvic floor lift up mm-hmm. away from the towel and what what feedback you're getting or what your body's trying to sense is the feeling of your skin pulling away from the towel. So there's ways to tell if you're turning that muscle on, and sometimes it's really hard to activate it, but there are exercises, there are tricks that you can utilize to help.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I want to clarify one thing. I think a lot of people and, and just know there's different options. Uh, most people are fearful or doubtful Mm -hmm. of seeing somebody for these things because they're embarrassed. Yes or they didn't know. So I'm a male, my wife is a beautiful female. And now what I I mean by that, sometimes they don't know that the gender doesn't matter. We can both help. We can both help and know that it's a skill set. It has nothing to do with, I've never experienced that. But what I do know is I have the knowledge and the anatomy awareness to be able to progress somebody to help them. So just know that there are specialists in this. I am Mm -hmm. not a specialist. Um, But a lot of physical therapists have had experience with these things and they can help you. You just have to ask, you have Mm -hmm. to inquire. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody was going to inquire at a facility, what are some questions that they might look for maybe on the website, or if they called in, what are some things that that are helpful for them to ask or know prior to going in? Oh,
1: that's a good question. So I'm a
0: consumer and now I want to know who can help me here? And I, maybe I've Googled it or maybe like where are some keywords I can Google? Uh, and then when I do find a place, what type of questions can I ask before I go in? Because I want to make sure I'm not wasting my time and I, I don't want to tell somebody my whole story and they can't help me. What do you think? I'm putting it on the spot. What do you got?
1: I what questions to ask the therapist. Let's start with Google. Or
0: What would you Google? What, oh, what keywords?
1: Pelvic floor pain. Okay. Incontinence. Yep. Yeah. Physical therapy after birth.
0: Boom. That's probably I uh, yeah, that's I think that it's a good one. So like yeah, uh therapy we have. Yeah. There
1: there's some things that this is another topic that people I think are embarrassed to bring up and so they don't right. is pain with sex after yes. pregnancy or after yep. birth. Yes. Um goes back that's this goes back to the idea that that pelvic floor is too tense yes. and too tight. Right. And like having a tight upper trap muscle. If someone hits that or pinches that too hard, it's going to hurt. So there's ways that you can get that muscle to relax, whether it's massage, -massage Mm self-massage techniques, or even honestly, um, de-stressing exercises or breathing exercises in painful moments that can help a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, so you said (laughs) uh, physical therapy for. You know pelvic pain, pelvic pain, physical therapy, uh, pelvic floor physical therapy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big one. Pelvic floor physical therapy. Mm-hmm. If you Google that, you YouTube that, and then type in your city plus San Diego, you're gonna find specialists. You're mm-hmm. gonna find blogs, just like this one. You're, maybe you maybe found this this uh, podcast or this blog, and know that one they're talking about it. Number two, they probably have information on about that. Mm-hmm. And the first step you can do is a lot of these companies will have uh, free reports or eBooks on like where to start. Right. Some people are very hesitant. So, like, "Can I just start here, please?" Maybe I, I listened to this podcast. Maybe I did a YouTube. Maybe I did a free book. Then you can take that next step and maybe call them and ask, "Okay, do you have anybody who works with people who have pelvic floor?" First thing you can do, ask that front desk, yeah. uh, "Do you guys have it?" Or go onto the bios. Some people don't specialize in it and don't don't doesn't don't take that for they don't know what to do. Correct. And it might not be on their bio. So the best thing you can do, like. On all of our bios, I don't think we stress that we are pelvic floor specialists, but we could definitely help. So, one thing you can do is call, ask, hey, do you guys have anybody who can help with pelvic floor pain uh, or uh, pelvic pain after pregnancy? Mm -hmm. And they can point you in that right direction. I think it's a good place to start. Uh, Now, what I wouldn't do, try and do this on your own. And then now you're three months out.
1: And and now it's harder. Now it's
0: harder. You have time lost. And now you have more trauma and stress and scarring and inflammation on an already affected area. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I don't want to create urgency, <laughs> but I, I would get solutions faster uh, than you think. And the reason why is because timing is of the, of the essence with these type of cases. If you know that uh, you're, maybe you're pregnant now, or you're going to get pregnant. One cool thing is to partner with a healthcare professional now.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Like, believe it or not. Pre pregnant or in pregnancy is a great way to like minimize the weakness Mm -hmm. and everything else. I know,
1: yes, I know people who have had that appointment already set up for six weeks after Mm -hmm. they were planning on giving birth. They already had it scheduled and ready to go. They know what they're doing, knew exactly what they wanted to have done. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's a really good tip. So start Mm -hmm. before that.
1: And And then, and then you're seeing the professional, not because you have a problem, but because you're expecting there to be an activation issue, or you're expecting, you just want someone to make sure that you're good to go.
0: I think um, the more, the more I treat individuals, the more I help uh, people find solutions, the more I understand Uh, most people think of things in a short journey, like, well, I'm just going to deliver this. And then I'm going to go into exercise. I'm starting to see now there's more of a journey. And then you're just in the middle of it. And the sooner you can see that, what I mean by that is What's the next stage is what you have to ask the pregnancy. The delivery is not the end stage. The next is <laughs> what do I need to do to prevent everything that just is going to be trauma traumatized here? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to get it back? And then how do I safely go back to exercise? And then how long will it take me to get onto that marathon? And then after that marathon, how many more triathlons can I do? Like, <laughs> So you, when you see this long journey, you see that the solutions are just segments. They're just point time points for you to achieve versus I'm going to, I'm going to wait and see the wait and see athlete or the wait and see person will get the wait and see results. And, and I'm saying (laughs) that respectfully, yeah, you Mm -hmm. don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. And the more, the more we help our community and thousands of people, the more I realize this more and more, if you can see the plan, it's so much easier. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, for those of you who have the pain or um, incontinence or or challenges post-pregnancy, that's a different story, right? There was no map, there was no plan. It doesn't mean anything bad. Just know, the first step is knowing that you're normal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I just want to tell you. (laughs) You're normal
1: and there is something you can be doing about it.
0: Yeah, the the more I realize that like first, it's it's normal to feel this way Mm -hmm. um, and it's not taboo (laughs) uh, and it is real and there are solutions and we can help you with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like I said, maybe you don't have every single... Every single website biography telling you that they're specialists. Physical therapists can definitely help with this. Mm-hmm. Now, there's 100 percent. there's specialists in there are some people who de- dedicate and devote their careers to this. Now, those are people that you're probably gonna you want to want to look for those people. <laughs> um, and now, if you're looking for somebody who can help you with that and get back to exercise and transition you safely and help you with your back pain. And help you with your sacroiliac pain or your, your joint pain or your hip pain or knee pain that has developed from pregnancy. Or maybe you got carpal tunnel now that you're feeding and you have <laughs> neck pain from being rolled over and you have back pain from breastfeeding. I mean, we understand that. So There we're are doing, so many more yeah, injuries so, so,
1: <laughs> that are possible. So what
0: happens is the pelvic pain is just the start of it all. I yes. promise you, I, I've been through this and I know it and we help people. <laughs> Here's what happens pelvic pain incontinence, but you also have back pain or SIJ pain, or you have, you know, hip pain. And then you develop knee pain because there was extra weight for a little while Mm -hmm. and you have neck pain and maybe carpal tunnel from feeding. And you have mid back pain because you've been hunched over breastfeeding. Now what happens is the pelvic pain was just one of those. And what we do understand is there's layers upon trauma Mm -hmm. and the responsibilities associated with all of this. And just know. The pelvic pain, most people don't talk about that. They'll talk about the back pain and everything else, Mm. but just know there are solutions to that and safely getting back to exercise. There's a progression for that. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just know um, there are answers. Uh, The team at sports performance can uh, definitely help. We do it all the time. We have Mm. a lot of people who come to see us, whether you're an athlete or not. I don't care if you move, you're an athlete like that. That's just the the name of the game. And uh, don't ever think that uh, you're different. Uh, we're all the same. We all have challenges. The, the challenge is who, is who wants to take that next step to find the solution. And you can YouTube all you want. You can podcast all you want. You can do Google all you want. At some point, you're just delaying the inevitable to just ask for help mm-hmm. because that's the thing I hear all the time. I waited so long. I just wish I would have done this sooner. Like, oh, I prompt, like if I can just get one thing into you guys. Uh, help the person maybe you have friends or family just tell them like send them this podcast send them this blog whatever it is just send it to them and just know that there's solutions out there I'm obsessed with helping the community both local and, and far and wide and uh, w- the first step is is awareness that it's mm-hmm. normal and it's helpable mm-hmm. and step two is find committing to somebody who can help you with that and planning that next step uh, so you can be on that road back back to fitness um, would you agree with that? I love it yeah All right. Uh, So that is the podcast. We appreciate uh, each and every one of you uh, from our uh, family and the sports performance family. Uh, We love and miss you guys wherever you're listening to this podcast. I know we have listeners in Australia and other countries. uh, And for our San Diego community, uh, we appreciate you guys so much. And we're so honored to continue to help you uh, and beyond uh, and your kids and your grandkids and everybody else. Uh, So we hope that your uh, solutions are found in your pelvic floor pain or any incontinence uh, and that we can continue to help your friends and your family. So on behalf of the entire uh, sports performance team and family and the Garcias, uh, uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the sports performance podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp@sportsperformancept.com. at If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional, or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.